Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so this is the follow-up episode to 219, because we are talking with Coach Sonali, and in the last episode, we assessed her past year of business, what she has grown in, what she, um, what she's learned, what she's done, what worked, what didn't. And I hope you were able to listen to that and contextualize all those questions for yourself, because understanding where you've been and what's worked and what didn't and what you want is going to be a foundational step in business planning for the next year. How do you know what you want to do next or different, or what do you need to restructure and what are your goals for the next year based on where you landed this year, right? You can do this any time of year. This is a great way to assess your business plan and all of your goals any time of the year. But she wanted to do it. She booked a session to actually do this in December because this is the time she's going after it, right? So I thought this is a great opportunity for it to be a podcast episode for all of you who need to look backwards and then look forwards and set your goals and reach your results because you know what you're aiming for. All right. I hope you enjoy this and you can find ways to work with Sonali in the show notes if you're interested as a young professional or a recent graduate, somebody who's going to graduate soon, even from high school into college or college into career at any stage of your life. Honestly, she's really great at that. She understands it. She understands the hardship and the the need for guidance, somebody to walk with you, the accountability, and actually figuring out what it is you want to do so that you have goals to reach towards and results to get. Okay. The link for working with her is in the show notes. I highly encourage you to do that. Even get somebody you know, maybe you have a grand granddaughter, grand um, you know, friends, anybody who needs this, you can find a way to get them signed up and pay for it. I think that's an excellent gift. I'm always gonna say that coaching is a great gift. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Okay. So now we're looking at the next year and I want you to think first, you know, do you need to take into consideration any big changes coming in 2024? Like, do you know that there's a move or there's some travel or there's um, something changing family dynamics? You have to think of these big circumstances that might shift the kinds of things you're capable of, of achieving because obviously, let's just say, I know you're not pregnant, but for anybody who was pregnant that was going to have a baby in 2024, mm-hmm. they could lay out their plans for all of 2024 in their business. And then shockingly in July, when they have their first baby, all of those plans are going to be shifted, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you can't make your plan for 2024 without considering big changes that might be coming your way. And yes, sometimes they're going to happen without you knowing, but do you think, is there anything that you can see coming in your, in the next year that you need to account for in your planning? There's nothing on my horizon that I am anticipating. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, we bless you that any big changes coming your way would be positive ones. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. 
So then you need to think about like, what is your vision for your business in the next year? And that part of that, you know, you could lay out a full, you've done the story house Mm -hmm. for your business and you've thought through, you know, your mission statement, your vision statement, kind of your four pillars, and then the rooms of service that we talk about in the niche clarity course. So when you take that into consideration, you already have a vision statement for your business, but how can you dial that into for 2024? How does that vision statement get a little more specific? Any thoughts on that? Or you need some time to work on it? Yeah, I definitely need some time to work on it um, and kind of just go back to what we have processed in regards to my vision statement. And nothing has come to my mind. I think just wanting to make sure that I'm bringing the awareness to the people who I need to bring their, their awareness to, to empower them and encourage them in the way that the Lord is calling me to for that season or for this season um, of time, but yeah, nothing specific in detail. Okay. Well, is there anything you want to add or subtract to your current business structure? Add would be, I don't know if this is the right answer per se, but add in the, um, so in my head, I'm thinking of the blog but there's a word <laughs> for it. It's the like basically the hub content creation, just a space where I can bring people to or point people to where they can find more information about me, things of that nature. That's definitely one thing I would love to add um, going forward, as well as making sure that my lead magnet is finalized and ready to be sent out to the world so people can have it and it be a blessing to them. So good. So baby step on that is put it out there now the way it is and get feedback on it. Okay. The only way you are going to make a final draft of it is by letting people see the rough draft and giving you feedback. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't wait too long. (laughs) Do you want to, is there any area that you want to shift your structure of business or focus on Nothing comes to mind at this moment. Um, Yeah, no. Is there anything different you want to be doing with clients in the next year than what you've done? Yeah, I want to make sure I'm doing more follow-ups. I don't, I I have not effectively done uh, like a three three month follow-up just to kind of check in and say, hey, how have you been doing since we last worked together and so on and so forth so that's something that I would like to make sure I incorporate in my offboarding to yeah make sure that the they are informed that there's still support here and I'm still rooting for them and I you know I'm praying for them and asking that the Lord continue to bless and guide them yeah so good so one way that you can do that is in your email service provider, you create an email that you write one time that says everything you want to say to clients in general that you've worked with. And you tag each of those email addresses of clients you've worked with so that you, so that they're tagged in a segment that indicates that you have worked with them, but are no longer working with them right now. 
right? Okay. And then you can schedule emails or you can just go in and on your own schedule, remind yourself, hey, send something specific to past clients right now. Every, however often, four weeks, six, eight weeks, whatever. Yeah. Right. But the easy way to do is just tag clients that you have worked with that you're not currently working with, tag them in your email service provider, and then have one email that goes to each one of them. Okay. Reminding them that you're thinking about them, praying for them, what offers are available, how they could stay connected to you, things like that. Okay. Okay. Um, how many clients do you want to have in 2024? As much as possible. There's no <laughs> Okay, let's have a goal. How many clients do you would would you like to work with every week? Every week, I would say about three to four. Okay. Now, are those three to four? Let's just say four. Okay. Yeah. Let's make it a nice round number. If you had four clients a week, are they seeing you every week for so many sessions? Are they seeing you? Are they working with you every other week for six months? Like what, what is your general offer? So usually most of my clients prefer bi-weekly. Every now and then there's one or two that would prefer a weekly. I haven't done monthly yet. Nobody has like taken me up for the monthly offer. They would rather the bi-weekly or the weekly. And so with that being said, I would like me personally to have four clients that I'm seeing on a weekly basis, even if those four clients would vary per sure. their desire. So for me, so if you're seeing me, somebody bi-weekly, then that means you're seeing four clients twice a week. I mean, sorry, four of these, these four clients are seeing twice a month and these four clients are seeing twice a month. That's eight clients in one month. Right. And you're seeing all of them bi-weekly. How often do, how long is the commitment? Is it sessions or is it over a number of months? Yeah, I would say about three months. Okay. Okay. So, so you've got, let's just say if you had eight clients for three months Mm -hmm. and then you finish, and then you have another eight clients for another three months, 16, if you make that quarterly four times four, right? Then you've got 32 clients in one year and they're all work. They're all seeing you bi-weekly for eight weeks. Yeah. I'm sorry for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. 12 weeks. You got it. Okay. Did I do the numbers right there? You're seeing eight clients for 12 weeks. Yes. Eight, 16, 24, 32. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm a coach and not a mathematician. (laughs) So that's 32 clients in a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you're going to take that number and you're going to, how much money does each client need to pay for me to make in my business, what I need to make in order to remove taxes, pay myself and grow my business. And then you're going to know how much money each client needs to be paying. And then you're going to know how much value you need to offer to be able to meet that type of financial investment they're making. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. That's going to, all of these things, just thinking through these small things and processing it is going to help you see more clearly the kinds of decisions you need to be making. So 
you're, that's going to help you go. How much money do I want to be making? What's the minimum that you need is important. You know, when you consider your bills and so on and so forth, what is something that would actually help you believe that you must get 32 clients and have clients who pay this much money to make this much money in the year? You, what are your non, what, what could be something that is a driver for you? And it's going to be different for everybody, but I want you to think about that. What's going to make you believe like, I must do that. Let's just say for some people, they're going to say, I would have to be let go from my full-time job in order for me to say, I have to do this. Right. And then other people are just going to say, no, I must do it because I honor my commitment to myself. <laughs> There's a lot of people who aren't like that, but there are a few of them. Think about that. What is going, what do you actually have to be operating like paradigm wise? What's your belief system? What do you have to be thinking? What kind of thoughts and imaginations do you have, have to have in order to actually believe I must do this. I have to do the work that gets this result. Right. And then you're going to break it down and say like, what kind what's my average week? It, my work week look like. So if you're wanting four clients, then what's that look like? That's how many sessions and how much time to prep for those sessions, how much time to follow up, how much time to work on your business and create content to share and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then what is your, what's the week, not just the work week look like every, you know, four weeks a month, but what does your day look like? How is it structured and what do you want to give to it? And what days off do you want? What days do you want to work with clients? What days do you want to work on the back end of your business? What days do you want to create content? Some people just kind of flow, but if you have no goal, right, then you're going to get in the car and you're going to drive aimlessly and end up someplace you don't want to be. So how do you want to show up in your life? And are there extras or special things that you want in your life and your business? You know, do you want to be able to take a work trip and take yourself to a specific type of retreat or conference that benefits your work life and your growth as a coach, find it. And let's just say there is a women's coaching conference. Mm -hmm. Let's just say somebody puts on a conference or a retreat specific to women, female coachpreneurs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's just say, I know somebody who wants to do that. And then you would find out when it is, you would put it on the calendar and say, I'm going to that. This is how much it costs. I'm going to have to travel. I'm going to have to stay in a hotel. I'm going to have to feed myself and go to the conference. I'm going to need this much money. I need this many coach like, coaching clients in order to pay for that and make that happen. Right. That would be an extra, like a special thing that you want to make happen in your business. Think about those kinds of things and then say that. I'm going to work towards that. This is, and these are the things I have to do to make it happen. So then you're going to just move through the Sokoka. This is on the worksheet, like the Sokoka system, asking yourself questions about starting with sharing. How do you plan to share content that educates and encourages so people know about you, know what you offer, who you are, and that's your organic marketing so that you can um, let people know that you could coach them. Right? right. So you plan to do that through a, you know, often it's either like a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog 
speaking. I am I'm pivoting between a blog or a podcast. And we did talk about this a little briefly. Um and just asking like where is my audience? Where are my ICA? And I feel that they're in the podcast setting. Um however I I don't know, right now in this moment I feel I'm being called to the blogging. And it's not to say that I can't do both. Um, so right now it's just navigating what I'm naturally being drawn to and working with that in this season. Right. And remember, you write a blog. Later on, you can just record what you wrote and turn it into a podcast episode. True. Or you record a podcast episode and transcribe it, it becomes your blog. Right. So it's okay. Just start with something, right? Yeah. Well, how much content do you want to be able to create? You know, let's just say weekly. Um, okay, so for instance, there are different forms of contents, right? Like, because I'm having to create newsletter, um, also having to create a blog post and also wanting to get to a place where I'm steadily posting on a social media it could just be one so those are just three different areas right there and then that I'm knowing that I'm gonna have to make sure that I'm creating content for so roughly about four content per week um, I can anticipate planning for okay and so like in called a coach we talk about repurposing one piece of content you know and taking one piece of education or encouragement content yeah. and then turning it into multiple types of, um, you know, putting it on different platforms. So right. extracting, make one piece and then extract from it things that you can put into your social media and that you can refer to in your newsletter, mm-hmm. etc. So using your time kind of really efficiently about that is really smart. Yeah. Uh, what are your goals for your sharing platform, which for you would be a blog? Can you expound on that question for me? Okay. So are your goals to build your email list? Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, because you learn from me and I'm telling you to build your email list. <laughs> okay? Because those are people you're going to offer coaching to. Right. On your email list, right? Do you want to build a Facebook group? Do you want to, uh, like, what are you, what would your numbers be? What are your goals for blog views or blog readers? You know, things like that. Those are things you can kind of think on and, and develop, do a little research. I know you don't know the answers yet. Um, And then you're going to think like, what's your organic marketing platform strategy? And so organic marketing would be a YouTube channel, podcast, um, a blog, live speaking, things like that, where you are put in a position to be an educator, an encourager, a, you know, have, have expertise in some area and you're putting content out there and that's helping people get to know and like, and trust you so that they choose you. Right. Yeah. So organic marketing is where you're not doing fa- uh, like paid ads, right? And it's not necessarily um, social media either. It's like a platform 
like we talked about. And then you've got a social media strategy. What do you want to do with that? What pick one platform, where are you going to start? Where are you going to show up? Where are your people? And then what are you going to do with that? So thinking through those types of things, just for 2024, come up with a simple strategy that doesn't overwhelm you, but create that one piece of content a week and repurpose it to these different areas is going to be how you like kind of win in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. you can build on that later, but just start, pick one place and start, right? Then you're going to move to the offering part of the Sokoka system. O is offering what results do you plan on offering to help your clients achieve? And then how are you going to put that in a coaching container or a package to offer to them? Um, so in regards to results, I, there's three areas of focus for young professionals who are in a season of transition that uh, from their academic to their professional that I'm, um, I find is a commonality among them, which is wanting to get into the right educational path, wanting to get into the right career path, and as well, relationship shows up in that space for them. And so just being able to offer some of the support that is needed in that season of their lives, such as clarity about um their career path and wanting to make some actionable goals about it you know adjusting any conflict resolutions that might be arising for them exploring their their values that's more so from a relational standpoint um career and educational could be like clarifying their aspiration and their career options being able to personalize what it is that their vision is for themselves and really stepping out and making those actionable steps, whether it's leveraging their network marketing opportunities that's accessible to them, setting goals, stress management, study management, all those different things. There are a few results that I can support my clients with to like really get them from their point A to their point B. That's great. So I also want you to think about the pricing that you want to have by the end of next year. So if you start with pricing in this January, I would recommend that it goes up from where you have been in 2023, but then I would recommend another push in the growth area of your money mindset, but you're also going to be creating so much more value by the end of 2024 in your content, in your coaching offers, all of those things. So your pricing needs to go up with the value that you offer. Okay. Okay. So I want you to think about not only where can you start in January, but where do you want to end in December? Mm. Okay. Don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to think big and dream with the Lord and find Holy Spirit into that process. Right. So the next part of Sokoka is C converting. Mm -hmm. And that is the area where you're helping people who have met you generally through your organic marketing platform. So for you, a blog, they've read your blog or they've listened to your podcast And then they see it on social media. Maybe you share it on social media. Here's a new blog post or they see it in it. They've signed up for your lead magnet. So then they're on your email list now and they get a newsletter from you every week. And you're like, Hey, here's my offer. Now they all, everybody has objections that their brain wants to bring up. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. This isn't for me. I won't follow through, et cetera, et cetera. So thinking about for your conversion system, 
what questions do you need to answer for your audience to help them overcome objections? You can do that through your content. You can do it through your newsletters. You can do it through um, discovery calls, all of these types of things. You can meet it. You can have a frequently asked question page somewhere. You can have with your offers, you can say, this is right for you if, this is not for you if, et cetera. Those are, that's just part of the conversion system. And then becoming better at explaining what you do, who you help, how you help them, where they are before working with you, where they are after working with you, what kind of results they're going to get. All of that's part of conversion is being, you being able to really uh, understand and convey your understanding of who they are, what they want, where they're going. That's all part of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then just considering what else do you need to learn in this area? Do you need to do more research of your ideal client avatar? so that you have better language, so that you can create offers that apply more specifically to them. Mm-hmm. What kind of language do you need to use? All of that. Okay? okay. And then the next part is the onboarding and actually looking at your onboarding process. And that's the area where your client is going to go from the conversion. I've overcome all the obstacles. she create even, um, one part of conversion is maybe it's $997. Well, or you could make three payments of 347, mm-hmm. right? That's helping somebody overcome the money objection. I can't afford thousand dollars all up front. Okay. Well, I have a payment plan three months, or if we meet once a month, every six months, then I have a six month payment plan, whatever it is you're going to do. That's help part of whatever you've decided ahead of time, because you want to decide with your prefrontal cortex, what you offer, not your lizard brain in the moment when you feel pressure <laughs> to make the sale, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to serve them, but you want to sh- serve them with, by honoring in, uh, yourself and your commitments to your business. So you decide ahead of time, how do I break it down and make it more accessible to some people? Right. Right. That's uh, what do you want your process to look like um, in that, or, and then that, onboarding process. And that's not just helping them make a decision about paying, but getting into your ecosystem, getting on your email list, signing up for an appointment, getting a discovery call with you. This is where they're choosing to work with you. Mm -hmm. And now that they have chosen to work with you, they have scheduled and now they're in the books, right? So that's the onboarding. And you got to think about like what, you know, we do that in call to coach. We, we talk about the, the process of onboarding a client, because this is a major part of the client journey is getting Mm -hmm. going from, I just listened to you or I read your blog to, I am a client. Yeah. So then they intake forms, discovery calls, all that stuff. Then you're going to move into coaching. That's the next part of Sokoka, right? That's the part everybody feels like really comfortable. Yes, I can do that part. And then some people are like, no, I just want to set up my business. I'm scared to coach. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on who you are. So thinking about how do you want to be supporting your clients? Are there processes that you want to have in place that you don't have yet? Are there um, tools or models, methods, something that you have, you want to create, you want to research, you want to learn about, that you want to implement? 
What is it you want to do? Is there anything you need to create? You don't currently have, you talked about having a lead magnet. Maybe you want to create, you get that lead magnet out there in the world, but then maybe you want to create something else or a guide or a Facebook group to connect people or a membership. So, and then you have to think like how much of your business week do you want to spend with your clients Mm -hmm. versus working on your business? Cause you have your coaching practice is how you show up as a coach with clients. Your coaching business is you having a sharing, offering, uh, converting, onboarding process, right? And your marketing and your legalities and all of that. That's your coaching business. But this is where you're showing up in your coaching practice. So any thoughts on, you know, how you want to support clients, anything you need to create? Yeah. um, So Definitely the vision that I have for the lead magnet is to turn it into, I like the word guide um, that you used just now, but definitely something along the lines of a workbook and then possibly build in a community where they have um, support to each other and just create in that um, environment for them to like have a space to flourish and, and build and grow for themselves. So those are a few things that i think would be really great to offer and provide the support that my potential clients and current clients could have. Okay. So the lead magnet you have right now is that guide, or you want to create a guide in addition to that? I want to create a guide in addition to that. I can see how I can expand beyond what I've already started working on and making it a little bit more in-depth and more valuable. So it's something that I would like to transition to in the near future. Great. So this kind of just leads us into the QMWD area where this isn't something we're going to, you know, dig in and, and do all right now, but you looking at the, all of these questions about your your business planning for 2024, kind of move through those. You're going to come up with other thoughts or questions I didn't put on there, but Mm -hmm. then you know, you break it down into four quarters and then you look at what do you need to get done in each quarter in order to reach the goals you have for the end of 2024, break it down Mm -hmm. into four quarters. And then in each of those quarters, you're going to break it down into the three months within that quarter. And then you're going to break those months into the weeks. And so for, for the sake of the planning, you can just do four weeks for the month. Okay. So you don't have to break this down into dated, like the dates, if you don't want to, for the Mm -hmm. looking at the, the month, I'm sorry, the year at a glance, just break it down into four week months and say, over the course of these weeks, I need to get this done. Now, then you're going to be able to see that every day of a week in order to get X, Y, or Z done, you're going to need to spend five days this week working on it if you need to be able to take off Thursday and Friday of next week. Okay. So looking at the context of that, can you break down anything that we've talked about into four month, four quarters. Let's just say by the end of 2024, 
you want to have something specific accomplished just for the sake of we're coaching right now. Like, is there something that you can say, I specifically want to do that. And then you can break it down into four steps mm-hmm. that would be accomplished in qu- four quarters over the next year. Yeah. I would love to grow my newsletter. Um, and the amount, I mean, let's just aim for it. 500 or about a thousand. That would be awesome <laughs> within a year. Um, so yeah, just building it out. That's great. So let's just say with, what do you feel confident going after 500 or a thousand? 500. Okay. That doesn't mean a thousand won't happen, but if we break it down into 500, you want to reach 500 people by the end of 2024 with content that you share through a newsletter, a, a, like an email newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. How often are you going to share that newsletter? I want to do it um, once a week. Okay. So you're going to send a weekly email yeah. and that email should be promoting your blog. And whatever it is that you share in your blog needs to be in that email. Like that actually can be the entire email. You don't have to write a completely separate email about completely something different than your blog, your email just to be in their inbox and not be sent to spam can be, Hey, this is the first paragraph of the blog. I wrote click read more. Oh, that is actually really awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Like create one piece of content and repurpose it. Okay. That's actually making me reconsider because I have (laughs) Working on a segment, um, and the contents that I've put in there, I feel like, man, this could totally be a blog entry. So maybe I need to flip it as you just suggested and create it as a blog and just give it as a preview for them to go and check out. Yes. Okay. And then underneath that, you can say, if you'd like to schedule a free discovery call with me, here's the link. Okay. There's a call to action or jump into my Facebook group or like always put a call to action on there somewhere, hit Mm -hmm. respond and let me know what you think about this article. Okay. So it can just be create one piece of content. It's a blog post, put it into an email with a call to action and take a couple of quotes and turn them into um, like graphics or social media posts. Mm -hmm. And then ask people questions based on content that you wrote. Okay. Do a poll. Turn it into what would you say you struggle with the most with after reading this, you know, like that's that's connected to the content in your blog post. Okay. That's okay. What do you need to do to put out a blog post every week? You can batch your work, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So looking at breaking it down into quarters. If you want to have 500 people on your email list by the end of 2024, and you know, you're going to send out an email to all of these people once a week. So you have a plan in place, but then you need to be doing things that invite people to get on your email list, which means putting those lead magnet, that lead magnet out there Mm -hmm. and then getting feedback on it and refining it, making it better, making it 
more dialed in based on the feedback and then potentially adding another lead magnet that's for people in a different area. Okay. Right. Or yeah. creating that guide or doing like some live uh, web, like a live workshop in a Facebook group or whatever, mm-hmm. anything that can invite people to get on your email list. Okay. You're going to break that down and you say by the end of Q1, I want to have a hundred email subscribers. By the end of Q2, I want to have 250. By the end of Q3, I want to have 400, mm-hmm. right? And then by the end of the year, I'm going to have five, 500 plus. Right. Then you're going to look at Q1 and say, how do I get my first hundred email subscribers? Mm-hmm. What do I need to get done and set that in place? I've got three months to do it. Yeah. Okay. Then if by the end of March, I have a hundred, then by the end of February, I have 50. By the end of January, I have 20. Then you're going to break down January. I'm going to get 20 over the course of four weeks. What do I have to do every week to get 20? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're going to break it down. Like, the well, by the end of four weeks, I have 20. So that means I have to have done blog posts and I have to finish this lead magnet and I have to get it set up so that it's accessible. So week one, I'm taking massive action to get that lead magnet solid and available. Okay. Do you see how we we like, we made a goal for the end of the year. We broke it into four chunks and then we're looking at the first chunk of quarter one, breaking it into three months, three chunks. Yeah. And then we're taking each of those month chunks and breaking it into four chunks Mm -hmm. and saying in this week, we're going to get this done. And if one week is shorter than the other, then you have more to do in the week one, because next week you have a vacation or people coming in town and you can't work as much. So that means your week is going to get scheduled more. It's going to get scheduled differently because Mm -hmm. you're looking at what is on your plate, what's coming and how much time you have to invest it. And honestly, remember Parkinson's law is that the amount of work will expand to the amount of time you give it. Mm -hmm. And if you tell yourself, I have three years to build this business, one, you're lying to yourself, but two, you have nothing to shoot for. And Mm -hmm. so your brain is like, well, we've got time. We don't have to do it today. We'll do it anytime in the future. Right. You're not going to do anything. And you're thinking with your primitive brain in the moment, suddenly you're like, oh my God, I have to, I have to really get this done. I have to, I must have an email list by the end of the month. I've got to have 500 people. Or I'm not going to have reached that goal like, and shame on me. And I'm going to feel terrible. And then I'm not going to show up as a great coach because I'm shaming myself. <laughs> right. So make plans ahead of time, prefrontal cortex thought, yeah. intentional thought, intentional plans. And it's always going to change. It's not always going to go up and down and back and forth and left and right. But you have a reason to get in the car and go from point A to point B. Right. You know, you're going to stop at the gas station. You know, you're going to need some Chick-fil-A, especially if you're heading south from um, New York. And then you you know you're going to grab some coffee, right? You're going to need yeah. a couple of hotel stays. You know you're going to stop. You know there's going to be some detours, some traffic, maybe a flat tire. That's okay. But if you never decide you're going to drive south mm-hmm. for the winter, you don't have any reason to get in the car. <laughs> in fact, you don't have a reason to go buy a car. so this is um do you have any questions about the 
QMWD? No, um, I, it makes sense really just breaking everything down so that I know on a daily basis, these are the things that I'm doing and this is how I'm expecting myself to show up um, will help to keep the um, attention and the task and the vision that I have per day at hand. So I'm definitely going to build this out some more and work on it and uh, go from there. The irony too is that I, I would love to transition into Notion and really build that out. It's, it's a whole world in and of itself. And that's just one of those systems that I'm trying to learn. But it would be nice to kind of just have that space where I'm carrying these things over into later down the line. So that's that's also something that I would like to work on for myself personally. And you're talking, you're referring to Notion which is like a project management platform. Correct. Yes. Okay. Just for anybody else listening. Um, then what I would suggest is that you actually make getting everything put into Notion and mm-hmm. laid out the way you want to do it and tell yourself, I only have two days to get this done. Okay. If you have the rest of the year to figure it out, you're never going to figure it out. So say, okay, January 10th and 11th, I am just working on Notion and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And by the end of those two days, Notion is going to be set up. I'm going to have all my pages for this and that. I'm going to have it connected to Zapier or whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. that's going to connect it to other things. Like whatever it is you want it to do, figure it out. And you only have two days to get it done. Put it on your calendar. And you say, this is what I'm working on those two days. Yeah. I'm not creating content, but oh my gosh, I need to get content done for that week. Well, that Mm -hmm. means you have to get it done sooner because those two days are for notion, right? (laughs) Right. You're setting up foundations. So that means you need to get your content written. You could write four blog posts in a day Mm -hmm. and then spend one day, like, but do your batch work, write Four blog posts for the month, get it all done in a day or two edited and scheduled to be published on your blog once a week. Then the next day you can extract things from each one of those blog posts and turn them into uh, social media posts or whatever. Right. And then the next day you can turn those blog posts into like, go ahead and write your scheduled emails that are going to show that your blog post is available. Okay. So in three days you could have it all done for the month. Yeah. And then you can start working on next month and you can start getting ahead of time and have it all done. Yeah. And that's going to help you lay out your QMWD because you know, this is what I do. Maybe the first week of every month, these are the things I focus on. I get this done ahead of time. So I'm not stressed out and behind schedule and I'm showing up consistently for my subscribers in their email. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So good job. Proud of you. All the work you've already done, all the work you've done in 2023. It's been such a great year of working with you. Um, really, it's been a year and a half we've been working together, which is yeah. so fun. And in that, you've done a lot. You've taken a lot of massive action. And 2024 is going to be a really great year because you've got some strategy. You've got some real vision. You have a plan. And you are doing the work right now. Mm-hmm. This was your desire to be coached on this, mm-hmm. right? I'm not making you do it. Like you have intention 
and you have commitment and you want to see something happen, not just for your own business, but you have a desire to impact the lives of other people. So you're going after it. And I'm really proud of you. You're going to get this done. You're going to have more than 500 subscribers by the end of 2024. You're going to make the money and doing what you need to do to support the calling on your life. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Laura. I truly appreciate you um, just for being active and present in my life and the way that you have been um, being a mentor, coach, and a friend. Um, So I'm really grateful and thank you for the space to just process through this. It's so good. I love working with you. I love seeing your smiling face often (laughs) in my life. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Oh, so good. Okay. Well, have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. I don't see you before then, but I'll definitely be seeing you in Called to Coach in January. Yes, definitely. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback. All the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.